Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window. Good day, all of my friends in Radio Land or listening on podcast or whatever platform that you are tuning in today to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, and I am joined in by my brother. For these purposes, in this room, in this space, I call him Producer Clayton. How are you, sir? Doing well, Taft. Good day. All right. Did you wake up today ready to face the day? As much as I could. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up. We're ready to face the day. My wife says to me uh, from time to time, she'll just roll over and look at me, Clayton, and she will say, we made it. And I'll say, shouldn't we say that like at the end of the day? <laughs> but it's a mentality to start the day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to go out on a, a limb here, Clayton. Have you spent much time over the past few days watching March Madness? I have. I have. You have. Uh, have you lost any money on March Madness? I have not. Okay, good. Uh, what that means is that he's 100%, right? Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. The, uh, the whole concept of March Madness is fun to me because there are people that usually don't watch anything uh, that will tune in to March Madness. And then there are people that pride themselves on being sports junkies, uh, aficionados. They know everything about round ball. And it all gets shattered and broken in these games. Do you have a favorite game that you've watched so far in this tourney? Probably that FDU game, that Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, the, the, I guess their second game, they won their playing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, I guess when they beat Purdue, that was just simply incredible. Oh, yes. Um, I, I know I shot you a text. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was hitting up people going, FDU, do you know the story? Because – I was hooked on it. I wanted people to know right. um, about it because there was so much effort and hustle in that game to where it was it was captivating yeah. to watch. They started calling uh, Purdue, and if dude, if you're listening right now and you like Purdue, that's all good. But you've now been labeled the Purdue spoiler makers. Have you seen that? <laughs> I know the last three years they've lost to a 16 seed, a 14, and a 13. That is unbelievable when you look at the magic of it all. We fall in love, though. We fall in love with the story and what we always forget that in the story when there is – you know, the hero or the anti-hero, somebody that we put all of our focus on, you always forget – that there's somebody else that's on the the losing side or the receiving side of that. If we're watching a game sometimes and somebody misses a field goal, it's easy to say, yeah, my team just won. And you forget that there's a kicker and a kicker's family. And there's a whole other personified piece to sports where you look at it and say somebody is sad and dejected. Right. And in this, we're all hyped up about the 16 seed, the 15 seed. You know, this is – this is fun, but on the other side, you look and you see those teams that maybe were supposed to win, and there you see a senior. Usually it's a senior, and yeah. those become rare these days, but there's the senior with the jersey over his face. Right. And we're sitting there going, oh, FDU goes on, or Cinderella team goes on, and there's a senior on this perennially good team who was, expe- was not expecting this to be his last game. Right. 
And you see the heartbreak on his face. Career's over. Over. Maybe, maybe the last time they ever played basketball. Right. He's he's thinking at that moment, well, I know I'm going to go dominate at the YMCA. Right. Uh, but that's that's not part of <laughs> Those weren't my aspirations. Sure. As, as a young kid. And I wanted to lead in with that today because – when I was watching that upset the other night, and I, I was seeing that take place, and I can say that generically, whenever you watch an upset uh, in sports, you see a team rise up above another, there is this dog-like hustle. There is this factor to it where they are just saying, the, the clock needs to run down because we are close, we have a puncher's chance, and if that clock runs down, if you're on the other side of it, you're thinking we need time to stand still so that we can get our game going. Right. But if you're on that that side where you are the spoiler, you're saying, let the clock tick. I, I need the clock to tick away so that our chances go higher and higher and the panic button you know, is pressed by the other team and then everybody can know who we are. The thing that I notice in those spoiler games is, like I said, the intensity, the effort, the feeling of I am right in the middle of history. They they have this, you know, frenetic mindset where they're they're going, oh no, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Like they're right in the middle of it, and there's adrenaline. There's people hitting shots. Uh they they release the ball and and me on the couch, you know, eating my snack, I look at it and say, that is a terrible, whoa, like all of a sudden it's nothing but net. And you think it takes so much juice, audacity, and adrenaline to hit that shot. But we see in these games, we see, now this is a sports analogy, uh, but we, we can take this to business, we can take it to church, we can take it all different kinds of places where somebody has success. We see in the middle of that just a hustle that if you could bottle it and sell it, people would pay millions for it. Um, and there's an adrenaline that is connected to that. And, and that's our word for the day, if you will. We're going to take this back to like third grade. Uh, when you've got a word for the day, on Circle Unbroken today, as you're listening in, I want you to think about the word effort, about, about what the word effort means. I asked producer Clayton if he woke up today, with intensity and, and desire to face the day uh, intentionally because sometimes that's how my feet hit the floor. Sometimes my feet hit the floor. I hear my wife say, we made it. And my mentality is, yeah, we made it. Let's go. Like, like here yeah. we are. Let's face it. There's other days where that alarm feels almost like a punishment, doesn't it? Especially when you stay up late and watch NCAA basketball games. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're up too late about these teams that you might not care about, but you stay up thinking, I've got to see this. The ending of uh, Sunday night's games were pretty unbelievable, mm. um, especially in that late TCU-Gonzaga game with the bucket at the very end that didn't mean anything to some people. Right, 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 right. A bucket that didn't mean anything to some, and it meant a mortgage to others. Uh, they, they've made movies about that stuff. And and you get a fatigue. You, you get a, a fatigue from watching it. Uh, the joke at my house is, it's March Madness time. Uh, tons of games for Dad to fall asleep to. 
<laughs> I will, I will stay up. I will, I will be so excited about them and then give me a commercial break mm-hmm. and let that commercial break roll. We're spoiled in the generation that we live in now, you know, with Netflix and Hulu and, and all of those different things. And so when I do get a commercial break that I am not going to fast forward through, uh, if I roll over on my side one time on the couch, it might be game over. And then you wake up for the end of the game and you think, well, what, what did I just miss? And then you hit the rewind button. But you can wake up the next day and you can think, oh, man, I, that was a game that I had nothing to do with. Newsflash, we have nothing to do with any game that we watch. <laughs> but I had nothing to do with it. And I wake up the next day and that alarm goes off. And it's this mentality of whatever time it is. It's a mentality of five more minutes. Uh, five more minutes. I know the the Zoom feature on our phone, it's eight more minutes. And that's such a random <laughs> number. It's, it's not five, uh, not enough to count. And it's not 10 to where you're considered a sloth. Um, it's eight minutes. And there's times that, this is where we're going with this, there's times that getting out of bed, even if you think the day is a blessing, it takes effort. It takes an intentional effort to get up and to go. I want us to think about the word effort today because as you listen to this, if you're at the end of a task, if you're at the beginning of a task, you you may be driving home now and hearing this show and you may be thinking, man, I gave effort today. I I gave what I had. I poured out. I'm feeling a little bit empty right now, but I gave it. Or maybe you're driving home right now and as you're driving home right now, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I – I really went halfway today, if that. And I have so much energy right now that I I probably ripped off my employer because I I could have tried harder or or done harder. Or maybe you're tuned in today and you are fixing, uh, if we're in the South, fixing to go into a situation where it's going to require effort. And you might question yourself. You might say, what do I have? Uh, What can I give? Do, Do I have an ability today to give effort? I saw a T-shirt a while back, and somebody was wearing it at a ball game. And on the front of the T-shirt, it said, do hard things. And I saw that shirt and thought, what did the person think when they put it on? Uh, When they said, do hard things as the moniker on the front of their shirt, and they put that on, is that person somebody who runs a business? Is that somebody who trains? Um, is that somebody who has just said, you know, life is tough and life is hard and I need to, I need to give effort. We, we think about that concept of doing hard things. And that's a mantra that we want everybody to understand no matter where we are. We want everybody to, to feel that, but here's the reality, Clayton, doing hard things is well, hard (laughs) and (laughs) revolutionary, right? And exerting ourselves physically and mentally oftentimes can feel bad. And the reason that that can happen is because we'll have a challenge in front of us that we might not be up for. I know there are some people that they pay money to be a member at a gym. They pay money to be a member of a a rock climbing club. You know, I've heard people that do all of these different things. And not only will they seek out challenges without any obvious, you know, extrinsic reward immediately, but they'll pay a monthly membership for the experience. If it's a rock climbing club, uh, I told a guy one time, you are paying money for the experience of flailing about and falling over and over again. Uh, If you pay money for a membership at a gym, you are going in there to lift heavy weights, 
to do things with resistance, to run a really long distance without going anywhere at all. And it's the mentality of I'm going to do hard things so that I will get better. Now, if you were going to interview somebody and you were going to interview somebody for a position and you were to look them in the eye and you were to say, how do you feel about hard work? How do you feel about maximum effort? Number one, that would be a softball question to ask somebody. But what response would you want them to give you? What would you want to hear from somebody if you said, hey, you're going to come and you're going to work here and it's going to be hard. I need your maximum effort. What kind of things? Give me some things you would want them to say back to you. You'd want them to have a relentless uh, mentality that, uh, you know, you're going to do the job till you get it done. And you're going to do it right the first time and, um, you know, things like that. Right. I'm going to attack. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to go hard at it. You, I don't think you would want somebody to say, Hey, I pride myself on being honest and I pride myself on being honest. So I just want you to know out of the gate, I don't like hard work. <laughs> you, you may applaud. No, no, let me backtrack. You may applaud their honesty and say, now I'm going to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that on the front end. Uh, the hardest thing, and this happens a lot with all of us, a lot of us find ourselves in positions where we will promise that we work hard. I'm going to give maximum effort. And then you look a little bit down the road and you say, is this maximum effort? Like, is there, are you really trying hard here? Because now we need to put you on a performance plan. Now we need to put you on something where you, you can try hard, but also you can see results from those things. I think the concept is this. We all want to say that we're going to give effort. We all say that we're going to try. We'll say this. I'm going to do my best. I'm, I'm going to give it all that I have. But for most of us, we say that we're going to do that, but there is still stuff left in the tank. I think getting into a position of effort is something where we don't want to say that we're lazy. We want to say that we work hard. We want to say that we give effort, but there's also this mentality sometimes of it's got to be worth it. I've got to be compensated. I've got to be rewarded so that I give effort as opposed to, hey, I'm going to give everything that I can so that I can get whatever it is that I can. I Recently, I had a coach that was right in the middle. He had had some some success. And then he was finding himself in that that land where you wonder, what's wrong with my team? And this can, this can be Little League all the way up to college, right? Um, Purdue may have been wondering that the other night, to, to use our local example. Um, I can wonder that when I'm coaching Little League. I can say, okay, what are, what's wrong with these guys? Well, the answer probably is they're seven. All right, but, but sometimes you can look and you can say, what's wrong with my team? Well, what, what was wrong with us? And I had this coach tell me this. He said, one thing I have decided that I'm going to do with my squad is this. I will teach technique. I will game plan with them. But one thing I'm not going to do is I will, and he was, he was like on this hill. He was set. I will not coach effort. What do you think a coach means when he says that? I won't coach effort. Well, I think he, what he's saying is, is 
uh, as a competitor, his players ought to step on the field and give 100% effort every time they compete. Mm-hmm. And that ought to be the – you know, it sounds like that's the expectation of the program. Right, right. So if that's the expectation or the standard of the program, you got to give 100% effort. Right, even, even if you fail. Correct. Uh, even even if you fail, even if you mess up, even if you miss a goal, if you don't do it, I just need to know we can work on your technique. We can work on your game plan. But he's saying, you know what, I have decided that with my team, effort's not going to be something I coach. He said, it's a waste of my time as a coach if I have to spend it coaching effort. I need to be able to coach, like we said, technique, game planning, all of these different things. Do you think on these teams, when somebody, when a coach is having to say that, when a coach is having to say, I am not going to coach effort, do you think in most cases the players on the team are in sync? Or do you think they look at the coach and say, you're right, I'm not giving effort? Or do you think that they're really trying? What do you think on, on most teams is the case? Most kids are honest. Um, you know, if you call them out on it, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll say, yeah, you know, I could do better. I could get better effort. Mm-hmm. It, it, sometimes it reminds me of that old Remember the Titans quote. I, I love that movie. If, if you haven't seen it before, uh, dial it up. It's a, it's a classic. But in Remember the Titans, there is the line where one of the players, who is a captain, confronts the other one. And he says, we cannot go anywhere with your bad attitude. With your bad attitude, he said, and he just he tells him, he says, your attitude is bad, and he calls him out. And the response from the player is this. He, he looks at him, and he says, you don't like my attitude? He goes, I don't. And he goes, attitude reflects leadership, captain. And he is reversing it. He is saying back to him, hey, you're right. My attitude may be bad. My attitude may be bad, but there is a primary reason for this, we are not being led on the other side. We're not being led. And so sometimes I think what happens is, yes, people are honest, but I think also they'll turn around and say this, I am supposed to be giving maximum effort, but I don't have somebody that I feel is worth following. While that might be a character issue, I think we need to take some time today to think about, if you remember Circle Unbroken, the three different areas that we're hitting, we're hitting areas of your faith, areas of your business life, and then also areas in how you serve your community. In all three of those places, there is effort that is required, but sometimes there's not a leadership that is set up to have us in maximum performance giving that effort. When we come back, we'll talk about different ways to execute this in our daily lives. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back. We're glad that you are listening today to Circle Unbroken. This is a platform where we talk about your life and in your life completing a circle. You want to feel like you are full. You want to feel like you are whole. You want to feel like the things that you are doing every day when you are trying, when you are trying to maximize uh, who it is that you are and who you've been called to be, that you have a circle in your life that is not broken. And the elements to that circle are faith, business, and community. Faith is what gives us our great hope. Business is what we do every day with that hope, trying to share it with other people, trying to take our mission into the marketplace. And then when we are a faithful person who is actively engaged in business, we are a blessing and we are a contribution to our community. And so it's those three things that make up the circle unbroken. I am Taft Ayers, your host, and I am joined today. I am delighted. Let me rephrase it. I am delighted to be joined today by my good buddy Clayton. How are you? Doing well, Taft. Good afternoon. I have really enjoyed uh, our talk so far because we have been attempting, you'll like this, we've been attempting to talk about effort. And when I say attempting to talk about effort, the attempt 
is a big word. When somebody makes an attempt, when when they try, that means that they're given effort. And and we spent some time today. We cannot escape March Madness. Um, my youngest son has camped out on the couch. Uh, he's our youngest, and he is never really fully engaged with all things sports on TV because he's running around picking up crumbs from the other kids. He's running around getting what he can as the youngest. And so the rhythm of our life right now, uh, he is a kindergartner, and he has just been camped in front of the TV. Uh, he is looking at every game. He is looking at the different mascots. Uh, he has even learned how to heat up his own food during March Madness because he has said, okay, if I put this in the microwave for X amount of seconds, I can do it in between the commercials. I mean, we are developing a basketball junkie at our house. As long as he doesn't figure out how to use our debit cards, we should be fine. And so it's been fun to watch my children watch March Madness. And it reminds me of a statement that my oldest said to me recently. He was talking about a documentary that he was watching on television. And he said, and this is funny coming from a 14-year-old. He said, I miss the way that basketball used to be. And I said, son, you're 14. Uh, do you mean 2009? Like, what, what do you mean the way things used to be? He said, no, back when you were growing up. And he's, he's watched enough TV to say, back when you were growing up, he said, man, they, they cared. They cared about every game. When, he, when Michael Jordan played. Yes. There, there we go. For context. Yeah. And uh, I'm not 80 years old. Um, he said, I, I miss it. And he misses something, Clayton, that he's never even been a part of. It's because he's had LeBron James to look up to. And so what's, what do you think he's even thinking? What's going on between his ears? Not, not LeBron James, my, my son. What is he? How's he assessing? He's thinking that today's basketball, uh, with the representation of someone like LeBron James, is a total joke Mm -hmm. compared to what it used to be when guys like Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and you know some of the greats, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, those guys played. It's it's really strange to me because I don't disagree with him, but it's not a narrative I'm creating. I don't disagree with him either, and so I I think it's worth a point of analysis by saying, okay, buddy, you're in the eighth grade. You missed the way basketball used to be because you said, here's his description. They tried a lot harder. I think he relates to it more, Taft. Mm-hmm. He relates to it as a junior high player and even as a high school player when he's in high school mm-hmm. and even college. He'll relate to playing harder, giving more effort right? Uh, than – to, to me, it's just more re- relatable to him. The NBA today is not relatable to kids that play their butts off because it looks like an opera. Look at the scores. Yes, I just—I mean, it's an average now to have one thirty, one twenty a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And you look at that, and while people may love points, while people may be obsessed with scoring, go to any arena and you'll see the jerseys everywhere, and yeah. it's about how many I can get. But I think that's for the spectators. I think for the people that are playing, for the people that are trying to craft a game, that you're trying to emulate something, you're saying people are not trying. And so I went a little further with him, and he said, it's the worst, Dad, in the All-Star game. Oh, yeah. He said, in the All-Star game, nobody cares. And he says, well, and, and they used to care. People used to try. And he said, I think, he said, they didn't spend all their time back in the day either. And again, 14-year-old. Back in the day, they didn't spend all their time responding to social media 
or wondering about politics. They, they had a game to play, and they had somebody else nightly that they were looking to kill. And I, it was wild to me because he's preaching at this point, but he's also preaching to a whole generation of guys like me in my 40s that are saying this. Could the same thing be said about me on a daily basis? Like, am I trying? Am I, am I getting it? Are kids looking at adults in every area? The NBA might be one of them. But are they looking at them and saying, give me something worth copying? Like, give me, give me some effort that, that is worth emulation. Give, give me something that I can try to follow. Because here's what he's saying. I don't want any part of it if people are just going halfway. I don't, I don't want to watch it. And so he has had so much excitement with this March Madness because he said, Dad, everybody cares. They all care. They're giving max effort. They are. They are. They are pushing it. And so last night in the FDU game, the FDU game is happening, and FDU is playing, and everybody is going crazy because they're now a darling. And at the beginning of the game, uh, and just for context here, whenever you're watching this or listening to this, FDU surprised Purdue, and they surprised them by just dog-like hustle. Backdoor cuts, double team, like all the things they were going to have to do to dominate the seven foot four giant. And they were trying to do all these things so that they could push, push, push and get that time to run out so that they could be crowned the winner at the end. But in their second game, the way that they started, he was hollering and he was saying this, you've got to pick up where you left off. This is not how you played the first time to get you here. You, you aren't doing anything half court. You weren't doing anything like this. You were just going and pushing. You got to start pushing now so that you can have the same, you know, result that you had the time before. And again, this is a child talking about sports, but I believe it's a human being talking about our overall condition. I mean, we have got to be people that view every day as a gift. And if we view it as a gift, here's what we're going to say I'm going to give it. I've been given something. And I'm going to give it. I've been given an opportunity, so I'm going to go after it. I want to be, every day, I want to be somebody else's good decision. If I'm in a marriage, I want to be their good decision. They decided uh, to, to sync up with me and to not leave me. I want to be their good decision. Um, if I am representing a company, I want to, with all of my flaws with all the things that make me terrible. Uh, I want to be the good decision uh, to try to give everything that I can. If I'm on a sports team, I want to be their good decision. You know, the, I found a way onto the field. I'm glad that the coach played me. I don't want the coach regret putting me in. And so I think sometimes we can go back and forth, maybe with imposter syndrome, some people can feel like, okay, I'm here, I am on this playing field, I am here in this job, and I don't, I don't really deserve to be here, so they don't try because they think that that will expose them. And then other times, some people don't try because they think, I've made it. I've made it so I don't have to give maximum effort because I'm here. And so what I want to do now is spend a little bit of time talking about not only how important 
effort is because we all agree that you need, you need to give it. And as we said earlier, it, you don't want it to be something that you have to coach. If you're in a leadership position, you want to say, hey, let's talk about how to do better, but not how to try. We want to have the idea that everybody on our team will try. But we've got to be people where we are today that find ourselves in a position that say this, it's worth giving myself to this cause. If you're listening right now and you say, there's things I try for and there's things that I don't. A lot of times if we're just getting down to the root core of it all, the reason that this happens is because there are certain things that we want to give maximum effort to. We want to give maximum effort to them because that is something that I really need to do. That's something that is really pressing in my life that, that has to happen. And there's other things where we say this, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's worth it. I don't think that it's worth trying this hard. This isn't something that I really need to do. Maybe because I haven't really looked at the cost and the benefit of it, if it's something that I should do that way. Um, there are people that will say this, I can get a good grade by studying a little bit. And if I study a little bit and give it a little bit of effort, I like it. Now, if I have to study a lot, people will say this. You know what? The B is fine. The, the whatever grade is fine going all the way down the scale. Um, I don't think that the value of that thing is worth it to me. And so I think we've got to put value on different things and place a value on them to say this so that my brain will kick in and say that it is worth it. So let's study that for a moment. The things in your life right now that you say are worth trying for, the things in your life where you say, I am going to try, I am going to put out an effort, I am going to do this. If I'm going to do that, and if I'm going to try, and if I'm going to give everything that it is that I can, I need to ask myself, what do I find enjoyment in? Do I find enjoyment in being a good teammate? Do I find enjoyment in knowing that people are going to look at me and are going to say this? It is good to have them on my team. It is good to go through everyday life with them. Or am I a person that says this? I, I don't really care about being a good teammate. I, I just care about getting individual awards. I just care about getting all the things for me that make me look good. Well, what's going to happen there sometimes is we're going to be the, the people that determine our effort based on what it is that we place a value. I want to encourage you today to surround yourself with people that are all giving effort towards the same thing. I want to use an example in a local community context. When I look at different churches, I spend a lot of time with churches and a lot of time with businesses. But when I look at the different churches that, that are around, I'll look at a church and I'll say there are people that show up at a church and they show up at a church, and their whole purpose in showing up at the church is to check a box. I just want to show up, check a box, and be active at this church. There are other people that show up at the church, and here's what they say. I rolled up my sleeves today because I'm coming in here to work. I, I want to work for this church. I, I want to be a person that serves. I want to be a person that gives. And I want to encourage you to look at different places. And if it's a church, I want you to say, do I just go to this church so that I can say that I was there? Because if that's the case, I'm never going to have to put forth any effort. And I might, if I'm being honest, I might say this, I'm just taking up space and I'm just wasting time. But if I'm a part of a church specifically 
where I show up and everybody says, hey, there's a job to be done. There's effort that we have to give. I want to tell you this. You will find yourself in a position that is a lot more rewarding. It's a lot more beneficial. And you'll feel like you're part of a family, better yet, part of a body that actually has a function to do things together. So that's a challenge for you. Think about where you're spending your time, where you're investing your energy, and are you surrounded by people that encourage you and inspire you to give maximum effort. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. 
the old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back for our final segment today, and we're going to give you some stuff out of the gate right here for this last little bit. I'm your host, Taft Ayers at Circle Unbroken, joined by my right-hand man, Clayton. What's going on, man? Man, I think we've had a good show. Yeah. I think we have given maximum effort. Uh, that's that's my estimation. <laughs> Nobody else is in here grading me, and so we'll see, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have we've talked about effort today and we want to conclude we've given you a quote from the old movie remember the titans where somebody questions another player's attitude and his response is this attitude reflects leadership captain and he says it right back to the guy who is supposed to be a leader on the team and so i want to spend the end of this talking directly to leaders If you are a leader in the faith space, if you're a leader in business, if you're a community leader, I just want you to chew on this. All right. Like I want you to take this and say, this is so important for me to think about if I want to get effort out of the people that are on my team, the people that are around me. If I don't want to spend time coaching effort, I want them to just give me effort that's there. There's got to be things I'm making sure I'm doing or making sure are part of the fiber, uh, the fabric of my culture. Number one, do you know your team members? Do you know them? When you ask yourself how much you know about your team members, what comes to mind? You may know their names. You may know their job titles. You may know how long they've been around for sure, but how much do you really know about them? I think that team leaders often make the mistake of keeping their employees at too much of a distance. And they'll do this by saying things like, I'm their boss, not their friend. And I I understand that to a degree. But getting to know your team member doesn't mean turning a professional relationship into a personal one, but rather what it means is it's about building community connection, and ultimately trust. And small talk is not enough. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good day. Okay. Did you get some coffee? Awesome. No, no. What motivates them? What do they care about the most? What at the end of the day is the reason as we led the show off today, what is the reason they get up in the morning? Find time to connect with your team members as human beings, not just employees, and it will change the game. Take them to lunch, allow them to talk about everything but work, Check in with your team members to learn if they have any interesting or exciting developments happening in their own lives. Don't cross the line and push your employees to divulge all this information to you over lunch if they don't want to, but create an environment where they're comfortable enough to adjust. They're comfortable enough to connect. And so then you see them as people and those people will give you effort because you care about them. Because if all you are treating your people like is numbers, newsflash, you're running nothing but a prison. 
You're running nothing but a prison if they are just numbers. Okay, number two, adjust their roles, adjust their positions to fit their unique skills and their passions. Once you have familiarized yourself with the unique skill set that every team member has and what they bring to the table, you will be able to better organize your team. When you're a parent and you find out what moves them, you, when you find out how, how they are ticking and how they are built, you can parent better when you know them. Coaches, when a coach looks at their team and says, okay, this person is good on the defensive end, they're a liability on this side, you make the substitutions. Like you do these things once you know their unique skill set. And above all else, as a leader, if you want to get effort out of people, if you want to make sure that they're given it all the time, always leave the door open for that person to discuss what they want out of their jobs and what you can do for them in a managerial position, what you can do for them in a leadership position. Uh, I tell churches this all the time. If people are at your church and they're complaining it does not mean that they love the Lord any less. What it means is that they are there and they are trying to make it better. Be nervous when they stop complaining. Be, be nervous when you don't hear anything. Your uh-oh moment is when they are not trying to make something better. If they're complaining, it means they're giving some type of investment, some type of verbal indication of how something should be different. And have you looked at their skill set and adjusted to it? Once you've done these things, number three, as a leader, you remind them of their purpose. There's nothing better than the leader that says to people in the organization, hey, you were hired for a reason. But after working in the same role for an extended period of time, it can become easy for somebody to forget why the work is important. It's super important when you're making a resume saying, I believe that my skills fit this position that you need. That's like an equation that's dynamite. That's an equation that is magical. But over time, when you just do the same thing over and over again and you're not having discussions and people don't know you or you don't think that they care, you can check out. And so for a lot of us who have employees, we need to realize that modern employees, particularly those of younger generations, like wake up and hear this, modern employees, particularly those that are of a younger generation, increasingly want to feel a sense of purpose in their work. In fact, there was a recent survey of millennial job candidates, and some people would say, I don't care about that. Well, you may not care about the future of your company if you don't care what a millennial job candidate can do. And that survey found that 74% of them, you know it's a survey because it's not a, uh, it's not a hard number here, 74%, uh, but 74% want a job where they feel like their work matters. So, you can laugh at that all day long, or you can turn around and say, okay, well, this is your purpose. Your work matters because of X, Y, and Z. So for this reason, don't just tell your team members why they matter. Show them. If their efforts do have tangible results connected to their job, then take the time to sit down with them and show them the results of their work. And, hey, your effort does this. When they see the real impact that they're making, your employees, your team members will feel naturally incentivized to continue producing quality work and making a difference. Feel like this stuff is applicable, Clayton? Absolutely. I, I, I don't think anything that we give people on this show is rocket science. I don't because uh, it's me, the host. <laughs> but I think it's practical for us to have this unbroken circle when it comes to faith, 
when it comes to business and when it comes to the community. The fourth thing is this. Have you equipped your team with the right tools and resources? Have, have you given them the things that they need? Have, have you really given them the tools that they need to succeed? So sometimes I have really wanted to succeed at something, but I wasn't equipped. And that can be one of the most frustrating and demotivating feelings, especially that an employee can experience. I want to do X, Y, and Z, but you haven't given me anything to be successful. Now, imagine that a company, that a team equips a department with everything that they need from intelligence, maybe it's data intelligence, all the way over to high-quality information, high-quality tools that they can have. And the person that is struggling, once they are equipped, can now be somebody who is reinvigorated and almost challenges themselves to see what all they can do with the tools that they have been given. And so that's an important deal for you as a leader to say, I need them to be more successful with X, Y, and Z. I, I wish that they were giving maximum effort, but have you even given them the tools to be successful? I love the schools um, that I have been around recently. They, it blows my mind the things that kids have now at school. Everything from a smart board to a Mac to, to all the different things that they have. Well, they're equipping them for success in a modern generation. And I think that all teams need to do this. Next, be mindful of their work-life balance. If you're a team leader and you want to get more effort out of somebody, they may be empty. They, they may be depleted. And so in order to get more out of them, you need to think about their work-life balancing and what it is that they have. Studies show all the time that a lack of work-life balance will hurt employees in the long run. It will hurt them both home and at work. And then if the employee is hurt, it's going to hurt the whole team. A couple of things to share with you here I've got in front of me. When lacking a proper work-life balance, 60% of people that responded to this study experienced low morale at work. 36% reported a decline in productivity, and 41% saw a lack of work-life balance result in higher turnover rates at their company. And you know what we call that? Burnout and fatigue. These, these are real descriptors of people that, that aren't giving effort. And the reason that they might not give an effort is because they're burnt out. And so I think as people that are in charge of teams, we've got to look and we've got to make assessments that are fair, make assessments that are real, and say this, what am I doing to equip somebody so that they can give the effort, they can give the output that we need in order for this team to thrive. And then finally, I believe this with all of my heart. If you are a leader and you want to inspire people to perform, you've got to lead with positivity. And, and this may sound too fluffy for you today, but that, that's what happens. That's how you attract this. A surprising number of team leaders not only refuse to lead with positivity, but many of them actively lead with negativity. They try to inspire effort by not giving praise and using fear tactics to motivate their employees. And this approach not only is unsustainable, you might scare your employees into working harder in the short term by giving them threats and demands, but they will quickly become disengaged, discouraged, and altogether unhappy. 
You might be somebody today that wishes you were getting more effort at your church, at your business, in your community. But maybe you're somebody that wishes you were getting those results, but you haven't really given the time to think about how it is that you can get those things. If you will constantly interact with your team in a way that shows that you are paying attention, hear this, paying attention to their work and telling them, I want you to do well because I care about you as a person, then they will do two things. They will likely be grateful for it, but then here's where it just grows and explodes in your organization. And they will likely adopt some of your positivity. I believe with all of my ever-loving heart that we will be people that prompt others to greatness when we take the time to know them better, equip them, and then lead from a position of positivity. I hope today that you have been encouraged. I hope that you have been inspired to find moments in your life where you can give more effort so that the circle is unbroken. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.